We're going to talk Pittsburgh Steelers football this afternoon. I have Brian Davis behind the Steel Curtain Fine Football Analyst for CBS Sports Talk Radio, Gordy Sports and more. Good to have you, Brian. I'm so glad to be here, Coach Gordy. It's a, uh, a great day, and the sun is shining just because the Steelers had that huge win on Monday Night Football. That's true, and the fact that I'm having this nice conversation with you as a good friend, it's always a pleasure on my end. It is a beautiful day, so we want to tell everyone at least get out and get a walk. So Monday night... The Steelers win the game against the Giants 26-16. It kind of went the way Coach Gordy thought it would go. you got two teams. Nobody's had a preseason game, so obviously it's a little bit closer in the beginning. And, of course, the Giants kind of showed their weaknesses. The Steelers did what they needed to do to win. Absolutely, and you knew that they were going to come into this game, both teams, with a whole heck of a lot of rust. But especially the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger coming in, and, you know, not playing for 365 days. Because of the leap year, it was uh, not a year to the day of the injury, but uh, it, it basically was because there was an extra day in there. Because you know what? Ben Roethlisberger took that hit and uh, had that injury on the uh, second week of the season against Seattle last year, and he really hasn't thrown in game action at all with no preseason games whatsoever. And you see that, you saw that in the first half of that game as being a huge factor, Gordy. What takeaways do you get from that game before we move on to your game with the Broncos? Well, you know what? The defense, there's a tale of two units. The defense was absolutely fantastic when you're talking about the front seven. Bud Dupree was all over the place. Doesn't mean that T.J. Watt didn't have a great game. They were keying on Bud Dupree. Excuse me, they were keying on T.J. Watt, so Bud Dupree was able to wreak havoc. Tyson Lulu in the middle has really uh, nullified the loss of Javon Hargrave to the Philadelphia Eagles, and Devin Bush was all over the place as well with uh, six tackles in the middle of that defense. Vince Williams against the run, Stellar as well, had a sack, too. But when you look at the secondary, Gory, the secondary seemed to struggle because Daniel Jones completed a lot of passes. And a lot of people were thinking, well, that was the strength of the unit last year. What's going on? But when you sell out completely to stop Saquon Barkley, and we talked last week about that being the absolute key to victory, stopping Saquon, when you do that, you're going to leave your secondary on an island. And that's exactly what Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin did. They still were able to hold their own, but there was a lot more passing yards. So when you're looking at the rankings, the secondary defense looks poor in the rankings, but I wouldn't worry about that. That's going to solidify. They don't have a Saquon Barkley coming in this week. They did what they had to do to win, and they looked really good. On offense, Benny Snell rescued the running game and was able to open it up a whole lot more for Ben Roethlisberger. Ben looked like his old old self. He looked pain-free in the elbow, and that's the most important thing. Now, you and I talked uh, beforehand on this that uh, he felt like he was through a car crash the next day, very sore the next day. I remember Jerome Bettis talking, Gordy, about the next day, late in his career, being so sore that he felt like he was in a car accident every single Sunday. And that's what happens when you're a 38-year-old man taking some hits, especially when you don't take them in 365 days. But as far as everything goes, the headline for me is Ben is back and so are the Steelers. 
So I'm feeling really good about it, Gordy. And I want to share with you, just having to do nothing with the play, but his appearance, how he presented himself at his media conference right after the game was really a throwback to our athletes would have presented themselves some decades ago. Very professional. He had his, really, a suit on and really nicely attired. It really impressed me. It's been big picture now. He knows that uh, the window is closing. He knows that this is the twilight of his career. It could be five years. It could be two years. It could be one year. He doesn't know. He's happy and grateful for everything that happened last year for each and every week that he could go out there and play. It's his mission to bring a Super Bowl to these younger players, to this team that they haven't celebrated a Super Bowl in 12 seasons, and he really wants to do it now. This is, uh, this is bigger than getting, getting a third and a fourth to match Terry Bradshaw. It's bigger than that for Ben. It's being the patriarch of that offense and of that team basically now um, I'm not talking about coaching staff, but he's, he's your patriarch, and he wants to provide. He's the provider for this team, and he knows that he can do it, and he wants it for himself as well. And so he is a throwback now. He is, uh, he is pretty much the, uh, the uh, outer statesman in the league, and he's grown up a whole heck of a lot as well. So you very much understood the picture I presented as far as his professionalism, not having on all the gaudy jewelry and so on, just more of a workmanlike presentation. Yeah, that's where he is in his career, and that's, uh, that's the persona that he wants to present. Let's go ahead, and you do have the Denver Broncos invading Pittsburgh Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock. What do you think about this game, of course, and Denver having lost to Tennessee? I am never comfortable when the Denver Broncos come into town or when the Steelers have to go to Mile High Stadium. And here's the reason why, Gordy. That is a dangerous team in the history uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers for them. They are 20-11-1 when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's, that is a pretty impressive record. And the Steelers have had a lot of heart, heartbreaks against this team. I remember being at the AFC Championship game in 1998 watching, uh, watching the Steelers and Cordell's Stewart throw three interceptions to not go to the Super Bowl that year. It was uh, absolutely devastating because that was a team that that was 13-3 and that season and could have went, but they just fell apart in a very close game. So this is a team now that it's a new team. A lot, they were down last year. They've been down the last couple years. Drew Locke is a second-year quarterback that I think is going to be very good. He has a lot of weapons on offense. As far as Melvin Gordon, even though Philip Lindsay's injured and he might possibly play, but you don't know, it seems like he's going to be out. But he shredded the Steelers a couple years ago in Denver as well. But the young receivers, Cortland Sutton, and don't forget about Jerry Judy as well, Deshaun Hamilton from Penn State. This is a team that can score some points. The defense isn't as strong as it used to be, especially with Von Miller gone for uh, – what could be the entire season, we are still not uh, sure what's going to happen with that. But this is a team that's tough. And don't forget about the Mike Munchak factor, Gordy. Mike Munchak knows the Steelers really well. He was the assistant head coach. He knows all about the Steelers' running game. He knows all about the Steelers' defensive 
tendencies as well, and he knows that offensive line real well. So that's a big factor in this game for Denver as well, being the assistant head coach and the offensive line coach for the Denver Broncos. Brian Davis, I know the pressure's on you right now with Coach Gordy. Go ahead, give us your prediction. I think this is going to be one of those win-ugly games, but I think the Steelers could win. I've been going back and forth with this. With this. I almost picked Denver, but the more that I think about it, I'm really inspired by what I saw on Monday Night Football. Coming home, even without a crowd, this is a homecoming for Ben Roethlisberger. He's going to be glad to be playing at Heinz Field. The team is young and hungry around Ben, especially the offense and his receivers. They don't have a number one wide receiver, but they have four number twos, and that's all they need. They have guys that are hungry to win. I think the Steelers are going to eke this one out. I'm going to say 19-16 to 16 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me tell you, just you'll appreciate this. When we, I've done some Steeler stuff recently, I have had your Pittsburgh Steel Drum band plan, just so you know that. <laughs> I love it. I have played some of your theme music, so I, you'd be right at home here in the Gordy Sports and More studio. That's, that's completely awesome. I appreciate that, Gordy. Anywhere that you can spread Steelers songs, Steelers news, Steelers fun, it's a culture. It's Steeler Nation, Gordy. The Steeler Drum Band is actually very impressive because we need to tell people this is not something that's just thrown together. They have tryouts, and actually they're advertising right now. Apparently that's done on a yearly basis, but these are not just people they pick off the streets. You have to try out for this steel band. If I was 20 years younger, I would strap on a bass drum, and I lived in Pittsburgh. I would be glad to do so because that would be my dream. Enjoy your game, Brian. Thank you so much, Gordy.